Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Hello, guess who's back? It is a impromptu podcast episode, but here I am because you guys asked for it. The podcast is really something I truly enjoy. However, I want to be very intentional about making sure the content that I put out is because it feels aligned and inspired and I'm lit up by it rather than just going through the motions and making something that should be passionate feel like a job. So if you're wondering why am I not consistently sticking with it, the podcast has always been something that's been a passion project where I can share and speak and help in a greater capacity for those who can't either financially or for whatever reason can't commit to working with me one-on-one through my coaching. So it's a way of me putting out good content and good energy in the world. Uh, But at the same time, I don't want it to feel like a job because I don't want it to be something that I need to monetize and it becomes something icky and not fun. So I just wanted to address that right off the bat because I get a lot of questions from my uh, old school loyal podcast homies who are like, why aren't you bringing another season out? It's because I'm trying to live more and more in alignment with what brings me joy. I've shared about this on my Instagram and I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent. I've shared about human design and learning about human design during a period of time where I was feeling very stuck really helped me understand how I manifest, how I connect with the universe, how the universe sends me signs, and how I'm supposed to show up. So I really highly recommend if you don't know what your human design is on Instagram, follow uh, my human design. They have an app, they have a website, you can find your human design, um, learn more about it. I totally geeked out on it. uh, But that's really the crux of like, I'm a generator. So I have to do things that really bring me joy. And so today, I am coming in my full embodied essence and joy to bring you this topic. So you may have recently seen me on Instagram and I was sharing about my own experience if not feeling like I ever fit in, especially with friends and family and never feeling like I truly belonged. And this really hurt, hit a heart cord for so many of you. And when that happens, when I share intuitively just like this story and then I open up Instagram again and I have like 70 comments on like, oh my gosh, I feel seen, I feel validated, I feel heard, this resonates. That is a a ding, ding, ding for me that this is a common pattern. It is a spiritual lesson. It is a, uh, journey, whether we share it or not, that is the undercurrent of our soul's growth. So that's why I feel so inspired about talking about this because I have dealt with it. I have grown from it. I have healed from it, but I've had to do work to get there. And so that's what I want to share with you today. A big part of learning to embrace 
the space of feeling like the universe is never throwing you a bone to feel like you fit in with a group or feeling like you have to try too hard. Or maybe you're someone who did have a lot of friends and you fit in, but you had to mold yourself and change yourself in order to be liked, to be received, to maybe just go with the flow and go with the group and not kind of ruffle any feathers. But that led you to only have superficial surface friendships and not really connect and go deep because you couldn't authentically speak and be independent and unique from the rest of the crowd. I think more of us felt like the the prior where we felt like we didn't fit in, it was hard to make friends, we didn't feel like we belong. Um, but I think whether whatever spectrum you are, not having genuinely emotionally connecting relationships in our life at some point um, makes us feel alone or makes us feel lonely. It makes us feel like we're not being seen, we're not being heard. We, we are human beings who desire connection, whether you label yourself as socially anxious or an introvert. Our DNA is hardcore, like wired to need co-regulation from the moment that we are born and we can, as adults, move away from like, oh, I don't need anyone because you grew up in a childhood where nobody really supported you emotionally, mentally. Uh, and you're like, I can figure this out myself. I don't need anyone. I got this. And at some point it builds up into resentment, feeling like your boundaries are not being respected, uh, becoming a people pleaser, feeling like you're an outcast, maybe struggling with making friends that really understand you and validate you and connect with you as adults. And that can feel really isolating and lonely. And so I want to bring light to all these spaces um, and understand where you're coming from. So I will share in case you did not see that Instagram story, I was talking about Recently, after things started opening back up, I have been able to meet in person many of the Instagram content creators and women that I've connected with on that platform in real life. And it could feel like, oh my gosh, she's so lucky that she is like making friends as an adult. And granted, it is a part of being not a public figure, I don't consider myself a public figure, but having an open public platform, do get the opportunity to connect to people that I may not have connected to before. But I never wanted to ever feel like this has always been the case. I am not the cool kid. I was never the cool mom. I'm just an ordinary mom just trying to figure it out and someone who never really felt like I fit in. And I shared that this pattern of perpetually feeling like an outcast, feeling not good enough, feeling like I was never accepted fully in a girl group started when I was four years old, when I was in preschool. I had a friend and our parents were friends and she was my first quote unquote best friend. She was Indian and we would go to each other's houses and play and everything was fine. But I was pretty much a shy kid when it came to people that were not in my comfort zone. So I remember in preschool, there were these two other girls and her would walk in a line and kind of stop at each section where people were playing. And a couple times I tried to join the group and like just tag along at the back and she'd be like, nope, you can't join us. We have enough people like, you know, you can't, you can't play with us. You can't do this with us. And that was my first inclination of feeling not good enough. Like I was, I was good enough to be a friend behind closed doors, but not in 
the outside world. And my people pleasing also started when I was four. So in preschool, there was this really fancy silver bike, the big bike. Everybody waited their turn to get the big bike. And it was my turn to get the big bike this day. And my friend said, can I have a turn? And I was like, yes, of course you can have a turn because I was a people pleaser even at the age of four because it was hardwired in me from what I saw as a child. Everything was the difference of my mother's emotions. She ran the climate of our home. Whether she was happy means the house was happy and peaceful. If she was upset, then the whole environment was dictated based on her emotional state. So I learned to live on eggshells very early on. And so people pleasing is almost like I feel ingrained in me from such a young age. And so I gave it to her and the teacher saw and she was like, no, 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 give it back to Thajal. And she kind of got in trouble and I felt bad and guilty that she felt bad. Like that's how at a young age, it already started forming. Like I cared more about her feelings than me being like, yeah, it's my turn rather than saying no and holding a boundary or being like, oh, that's okay. I was cared more about her feelings, even though she wasn't that great of a friend. Um, but she was also four too. So it's not like she had the most awareness, right? Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. But in any case, these patterns or incidences, I don't consider them traumas because there's big traumas and we know them. These are incidences that our brain can't process. And so they stay stuck within us and they stay in our subconscious and we start seeing the world through these lenses and these patterns continue to show up. And this pattern of not belonging in a group continually showed up. Like I don't have a core group of friends that I could say like whether it's from childhood or from college that I belong in the group. It's like I have individual friendships with specific people. Like I'm great at solo relationships and keeping in touch. But for example, in college, there's a group of girls. I know each of them individually, but they have like a group text or they hang out with like a group or they go on trips. I'm never invited to it. And initially that used to like bother me. Like why am I left out? And it's almost like the universe designed this on purpose that I was always left out. And I don't think the people are malicious. I think it was orchestrated that way because I needed to learn this lesson of not feeling like I fit in. And it was like the universe was hitting it hard because it was one of my core life lessons to learn in this life. And so at 30, when I was going through my yoga and meditation training, I felt the same thing again. Now, this is a totally different group of people, a little bit more self-aware than I was when I was a teenager in my 20s. And again, like I had a couple people that I connected with. Um, I felt more secure in myself, but here's what happened. So we'd have to present and teach yoga and meditation to the class. And I used to never participate. And when I was younger, this time, I don't know what took over me. I raised my hand and I was the first to go. And I wish I didn't because I should have like seen what was expected before I put myself out there. But I thought, okay, yes, I'm putting myself out there. So out of my comfort zone, I'm doing it. And I guess the format of how I taught was different. And I was very proud of myself after I got off stage but there were whispers about how I taught. And the one friend that I had told me like, oh yeah, people didn't really like it. 
And I it was like a shot to my ego. I'm like, oh my gosh, like people are talking about me. And I felt so unsafe in that environment. And that weekend, we did a deep meditation. I was so emotional. And the message that came through to me is that, you know, when I was four, I remember meditating or praying with my dad. And there was this message that came through that you are so special and you're going to help people. I know when I was four, four or five, I was very deeply connected when I was a child. Like I could feel spirits. So it's always been a part of me, but that memory rejogged again. And the voice that so clearly spoke to me in that meditation said, Dejal, you were never meant to fit in. When you try to fit into a group, you squash your individuality. You try to belong and you don't speak your voice and your identity gets molded by what other people believe. And I think so many of us, whether we realize it or not, this is your permission slip to know that you are never meant to fit in. So if you've ever felt block after block after block of really trying to find your people, your tribe, and feeling like you have your core group of friends, like you see people and like, I've been friends with her since I was in preschool and we're still best friends or college friends. And they're like a group of six girls who always travel together. If that was not your reality, like it wasn't for me, no, that had nothing to do with you. Life was setting you up to realize your own worth and your own power comes from truly connecting to who you are without the distractions and opinions of becoming a chameleon. And we may have still done that. We may have still people please to try to find that false sense of belonging. I know I sure did wearing that mask, but at some point it feels grossly just tiring and draining. And as we become mothers, we have this other layer of identity added to us. And it feels equally more exhausting because it's like the people that maybe you once connected with are on a different vibration. And that happens. It has like nothing to do with us. And we think that when relationships drift apart, it's a failure, but it's kind of just like when people get a divorce or when people break up, it's like certain souls are meant to come, whether it's for a moment or for a season or for the long haul. It's people do come into our life to help us sometimes to learn how to let go. Sometimes people, if they're authentically connected to their truth, are divine messengers that are just showing up, whether they consciously or unconsciously know it, that there's channeling information that you need. The divine works through people that way. So long as they're aligned to their higher self, you can serve as someone to help someone because it's not coming from a place of ego. It's a coming from a place of service and being a blessing in the life of another. You know, as I've gotten older, you know, I've realized that I have to be very intentional about who I make time for, who I expend my energy for. And that includes family too. You know, there's certain people we can't divorce and that's the reality of it. And I'm not saying that you need to cut everybody off and you can certainly be cordial and respectful and have boundaries, especially if you know that certain people who are toxic don't have the like vibration as you. And I will say that we are all put into family units, whether it's your nuclear family, extended family, or in-laws, where it's a dynamic of your own personal experience of the microcosm of the whole. It is a small picture of 
the the brokenness that's in the world, but we are put into a family unit and that's why you'll never see a family unit where everyone is at the same alignment and vibration. There's always souls of different growth and different emotional maturity because that's what helps other souls grow, evolve, serve. Um, it's, it's a synchronicity and a, a, whether we realize it or not, it's like a, it's an ebb and flow. And so, yes, there's people who are super difficult and we all have them if we're honest. The point of me sharing this is to let you know that friendships are not something that just always came to me. And if you felt like, oh my gosh, I felt lonely. I feel alone. I don't have this core group of people that I can feel like I can turn on during motherhood to be vulnerable, to be honest, to be open with, right? It really does stem back to us also recognizing where our emotional needs met as a child. And if they weren't, if we were left with our own emotions to figure them out when we didn't know how to process them, we are likely to be the ones as adults who don't necessarily want to share and air out our truth. We want connection, but we don't know how to be vulnerable or we're scared by vulnerability because we were taught only share things that make us look good or make our reputation look good, right? Not share the things that could potentially be seen as a negative. And I'm like, F that. I'm going to share the truth, whatever it may be, um, because it's my truth. And it's from what I'm recognizing, it's these very, very common patterns that so many of us experience. So many of us were taught especially with family, like you don't push away people because out of respect and family is everything. And it comes at a cost at sometimes of being very toxic because we swallow our truth in order to, to be feel out of obligation and to just make peace and not have conflict. And there's been no effective way of share seeing what good repair looks like. And so that's why as parents, we're embodying and we're starting to learn these things. And we realize that, Wow, we do need, we can't go through this life alone. We do need emotional connection and support. And how do we find that? I feel like life is so busy. I don't know where to go to meet friends. Then I will tell you, I did not seek out friends. I did not go searching for them, especially the ones that I met in adulthood. The universe has brought them to me. You know, I know personally that I had an issue with trusting women because I grew up in a home where it was, I felt unsafe with my mother. She was emotionally reactive. Um, she was very unpredictable. She could not be trusted with my emotional state because she had no idea to tr- how to navigate her own. She would want to push me through it, right? I think a lot of our parents just want us to be happy because they don't know how to look and sit and hold space for the other emotions. So they just push it. Okay, it's fine, 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 fine. Like don't cry, you know, minimize feelings. And this is because they didn't know how to process their own feelings, right? It's simply like the case of asking a second grader to do calculus. They just were not taught. They have no bandwidth. They had no idea of what calculus even is. Um, so I look at it that they were second graders trying to raise parent, like raise children, and they had no idea what parenting as the verb really meant. They knew how to be a parent, how to be responsible to to make sure that they're fed and that they have a place to sleep, the basic needs but they didn't know how, what parenting really was. 
So for me, once I got that message that I was never meant to fit in, that the universe was really looking out for my back because the more I would have fit into groups, the more I would have just blended in, fly under the radar. And because it created this turmoil within my life, I was constantly on the search for people that was not being met outside of me. That need was not being fulfilled outside of me. So the only way to go and where to turn was to go in. And so the healing journey can feel very lonely. Like we live in a society in a world that focuses on achievement over self-awareness, emotional intelligence, regulation, connection to our inner power. We are so focused on how many friends we have, how popular we are, how much money we make, what kind of job we have, what kind of handbag we have. And Trying to fit in based off of those social cues of whether it's status or education or job or neighborhood, there is a breakdown. Sometimes you don't feel the connection that you truly want. When people don't know who they are at their core or how to meet their own needs, they feel disempowered and they will seek out relationships and friendships and needing validation outside of them that they didn't receive from their childhood or they're not receiving at that moment. And so we rely on others to fulfill our emotional needs and that creates a dependency and neediness and expectation. And that's where fissures happen because no one can read each other's minds. And so some of the friendships that we have may be surface level or maybe only last a lifetime because it's a season when you guys had related interests. You were softball friends, or maybe you were on the dance team together in college, or maybe, you know, you were living in the same dorm. And once those circumstances change, then fissures happen. It's almost like you go on parallel lives. Like you're not finding that intersection anymore. Does that mean you cut everyone off? No, but you realize that there's different camps, the emotionally, um, supportive friends, and you don't need a lot of them. And then there's the people who are acquaintances. And when you're on this journey of self-awareness, you can feel really mind-numbing to have superficial conversations because you're seeking connection and depth. I know for a long time, it was so mind-numbing, especially when I was giving up alcohol, like to be around people who are drinking and just have that small talk. Hey, how are you doing? You know, the basic stuff, you're not going anywhere past the surface level. And that was just so boring to me. Like I was like, this is a waste of my time. And I will say giving up alcohol in my thirties to experiment with that really was a lot about understanding and reconnecting with myself and my authentic self. Like once I started liking myself and learning who I was outside of numbing myself or the masks or being in a relationship, like truly understanding what did I like? Who am I? What are my wounds? What are my patterns? Like it's not like just a really simple thing. It's taken years. But once I started building the self-awareness, you can't shut it off. And you're constantly going deeper and deeper and deeper. But connecting to your authentic self, which is the purpose of this podcast to give you some steps on how to get started on that path, um, you know, it always comes from this fissure of feeling an emotional rock bottom or feeling emotionally lonely, feeling like you don't have a support system. And maybe even 
for a certain degree to some people, not knowing who you are anymore. Like you feel so disconnected from your soul and your higher self. You've gone down this path based off of what society, your parents, what was expected of you. And then you wake up and you're like, I feel deeply unfulfilled. I don't feel like I know what my purpose is. Like what, what there's something bigger, but what is that? And you can't, can't unsee once you know something feels off like that's usually when i feel like we go into this cocoon phase where we spend time alone we feel disconnected from social situations we hate small talk we can't find people to go deeper and sometimes we have this desperate energy that we put out into the universe trying to seek friends want friends become friends and maybe we find someone that we slightly uh get along with and we go like jump in head first and really get emotional evolved really fast because like we it's a little bit of a sign of emotional immaturity because we crave attention and validation and being seen so much and so of course creating emotional trust takes time but if you're in your authentic self you will attract like vibration positive people so it does become like it's like a spark it's i almost feel like it's rekindling a relationship from a past life it's like you know this person even though physically in this life you may just be meeting them and i've had this experience even with when i went to miraville um the energy reader she's like you know we're connecting again from a past life like that's why there's like this spark and this magic that just you feel and it's unexplainable and it doesn't mean that like she's my best friend like we had a moment together sometimes you're brought back for a moment together and that's it like that's the divine blessing so i feel like as i've become more authentically aligned of loving myself learning to be my own emotional support not needing validation for from others outside of me being what i need for myself above anybody else really becoming the friend that i was seeking with myself and really cultivating that relationship when I embodied that and I felt empowered and loved who I am, then I went out into the world and I can be an individual. Even if I'm with a group of people, I am an individual. I am not swayed by other people's differences of opinion. I no longer feel like I need to convince others of my point of view. Like if someone thinks differently than me, it doesn't feel like a threat where my fight or flight gets activated, where I need to prove to them and convince them that my way is the right way. You can have space to be like, hey, I want to understand your point of view more. And if you mess up and you do feel judgmental or you feel triggered, you can sit down and repair and have that conversation and be like, hey, this was what was going on with me. But And I've had that with somebody that I connected with on Instagram and we were just having some major miscommunication issues and we sat down and we had these like open conversations where we listened and it wasn't judgmental or defensive. It was like, I hear you, I understand. And we can walk away understanding each other, maybe not changing our point of views, but we definitely understand each other more. And it was such a healthy way of dealing with conflict that many of us have not experienced yet. So how do we become 
connected to our authentic self. Before we dive into that, I want you to know what it feels like when you are connected to your authentic self. It feels like fitting in belonging with yourselves. So I look at confidence not as doing something brave or putting yourself out there. I look at confidence as that you feel secure in who you are, no matter who you're with or where you go. So you have a sense, a deep sense of self and belonging that is so ingrained in your core that doesn't matter where you go, you trust that whoever is meant to connect with you, the universe is going to bring them into your life. Whether you know, you're know you at a party or you're um, out somewhere, or you're traveling, you're going to connect with the right people. Um, that's either going to help you grow or you're going to have this beautiful synergetic connection with. It's about learning to love ourselves, to set boundaries, to trust ourselves, to listen to our emotions, to validate ourselves, to give ourselves emotional support, learn self-regulation and self-soothing when we feel upset instead of numbing and avoiding and repressing. So when our authentic self shows up, people feel let up. They know it's genuine. There is no fakeness. There is no facade. There's this ability to just be raw, open, and vulnerable. You don't care what people think. It may trigger other people, but it's not coming from a place of like, I'm trying to trigger you. Most likely it's usually other people feel like, wow, I feel like you're reading what my mind or you're like saying exactly what I'm feeling. That's typically what more feels like, or you just said exactly what I needed to hear because you're so deeply connected to a higher self. You use yourself as a vessel to let the divine come through you to be a messenger and of service to other people, to send messages to others. I hope this gives you a permission slip wherever you are in your life, especially if not fitting in was a recurring pattern for you, that this is your permission sip right now to start cultivating a relationship with your false self. Stop looking for the friends outside of you. Stop asking me the question, where do you meet friends or how do you make friends as adults? This is all ego and mind-based questions. Your goal and the questions you should be asking is how can I create a more authentic friendship and relationship with myself? How can I have deeper connection with myself? How can I support myself? Everything basically you want to seek out in a relationship outside of you in a friendship you have to start showing up for yourself like that. Your higher self showing up for your inner child. So here's the truth. If you're feeling like you want more authentic connections in your life, you are already on a journey of self-discovery. That awareness does not show up of needing to go deeper, um, to want more uh, quality in relationships unless you are on this journey, whether you consciously or unconsciously know it. Once you're authentically aligned to yourself, you can go into the world making small talk with people again because you're not seeking that real depth and relationships with every single person. You know who those core people are that you can go to who will be your guiding light and they could be new friends. They don't have to be relationships that are years and years old because the new relationships that I've made as an adult have been very nurturing to who I am right at this moment and where I'm aligned in my vibration. So that's why I say that you can go really deep with people really quickly if you're being your authentic self. Um, so how do we 
break the cycle by befriending your authentic higher self. Well, first you have to give yourself what you need without expecting anyone else, including your kids and your parents and your husband to meet your needs. And what I mean by that, you have to meet your needs emotionally, spiritually, physically, and this starts through self-care and starting to be the kind of friend you wish to seek outside of you. So what do we want? We want to feel seen. We want to feel heard. We want to be validated. We want someone to hold space to help us co-regulate, self-regulate, right? Like when something really hard happens. Um, so I define a good friendship as someone who can validate my experiences and just hold space and not criticize or put me down, judge me, or constantly try to fix my problems um, unless I really actively ask for them. And being my own emotional support, I've also shared this on Instagram, I have a little ceremony that I do to do that. Basically, right, you know, our ability to co-regulate our kids when they have big feelings stems from our ability to self-regulate and self-soothe ourselves when we have big feelings. And our ability to self-regulate is to the direct proportion that our parents co-regulated us. So that's why it's a learning curve for a lot of us because many of us had no experience with having healthy co-regulation from our parents like myself. And so when I'm self-regulating, it's kind of similar to like how I speak to my kids when I'm trying to co-regulate them, but I'm speaking to myself. Like I see this was really hard for you. You feel really frustrated and you're having big feelings because your your son just spoke back to you and it was like talking back and it was really rude and you feel disrespected. It's okay for you to feel like that. And I understand why you feel like that. It makes sense that you feel like that, like a validation of that. Then I go in a dark, quiet closet, close off all sensory experiences, put my hand on my heart and my belly, and I will take deep breaths and I will really validate. Like you have every right to feel frustrated. Acknowledge it, give it permission. What can I do to help you and soothe you right now? How can I be there? How can I help you? I'm here for you. You can handle this. Like everything supportive you would say to your child, you say that to yourself and let it come up. Be that emotional support. Listen to what comes up and not numb, repress, eat your feelings, drink your feelings away, watch your feelings away. Just be with them and don't try to change them. Just allow them to move through your body and acknowledging and seeing yourself um, is so powerful. And if you feel like you need validation from others outside of you, make a list of the things that you wish you need to hear and from whom and make a post-it, put it on your bathroom window, a bathroom mirror, and start validating the crap out of it in yourself. I'm so proud of you. You are doing such a good job as a mom. You know, I know it's so hard what you're doing, but you are seen, like I see you and you are so respected. Whatever it is that you need to hear, start telling yourself that you start building self-trust again. Think about how often we lie to ourselves or break promises. That's not because we are, we lack willpower or we're bad people or we're liars, right? It's because we are 
trying to be like, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. We're trying to make change from the mental mind standpoint, and it doesn't work like that. And I think if you're trying to make any core change, reading the book, Atomic Habits is a must. It's not just for physical habits or fitness and things like that. It's about any change that you're trying to make in your life. And so if you're trying to say, yeah, I want to be the person that stops drinking. Yeah. I want to be the person who wakes up early and works out. Yeah, I want to be the person who is practicing meditation. Like you have to show up and do that. And it is all about building core habits into our life. It's not just about telling ourselves. And so rebuilding self-trust. We betray ourselves a lot too, right? Not holding boundaries, not listening to our truth. This really goes back to the human design. Like go to myhumandesign.com, find your energy type and really understand how you were supposed to show up in the world. Um, Because this will help you know that, uh, is this feel in alignment? Um, Listen to your body has so much more wisdom than your mind. Our mind will throw us in circles because it is rooted from memories and past patterns. Our body is interacting presently in the moment through our senses to what's happening right here, right now. We just have to ground ourselves in it, but there's so many distractions in our life right now. Social media, they were pulled in so many directions that we're not tuning into our body. We're so disconnected from our body. And sometimes it doesn't feel safe to be in our body because it feels heavy or, you know, we're not feeling comfortable in our body. So remember, you know, this is about building that emotional support. Like I just gave you to spiritually see yourself as a soul that is much, much greater than your personality, your little self, like what you're going through in your life, you are much bigger and cultivating that connection. And that's why meditation is so big for me because it helps remind me of that connection. And if I go through the day to day and I don't meditate, um, you know, in a couple days, I feel that disconnection happening, right? So it has to be on top of mind, very repetitive because it's so easy to get engrossed in this worldly stuff, this material world of the, the games and the school and the grades and the um, hockey practice and whatever the case may be, right? Multitasking, all this stuff. So it's really important to be intentional about connecting to our higher self and our physical self, taking care of our body, uh, really, which is so hard for moms, like creating time to be alone with ourselves is a key component of learning to be in love with who you are and liking who you are. You got to spend time with yourself, right? Quality time is a major love language. You can even look at it that way. Like give yourself the major love languages, the acts of affirmation, the gifts, like those special times alone, the quality time, physical touch, right? Like giving yourself massages and moving your body and breath work, all these things help us connect to our sensory system to help us feel relaxed in our nervous system, to help us feel aligned and in flow and in a higher vibration, which simply just means your nervous system is regulated. All those spiritual terms mean the same thing. Your nervous system is regulated when you're in a state of flow and alignment and balance. And so we're trying to balance that energy in our mind and body so that we're 
staying connected to who we are, our truth, our boundaries, um, you know, learning how to say no is such a big part of being your authentic self. And it's a practice and it's a journey, uh, but the more you do it, the more confident and so empowered you feel because you're taking charge of your life. And so whenever you show up, somewhere. And this is the case for me now. Before I used to go to social situations and not knowing who's going to be there, be like, oh my gosh, who am I going to talk to? Like, you know, what's it going to be like? And I go into social situations so different. I trust that the universe will make the conversations that are meant to happen, who I'm meant to connect with happen. And I just show up and I'm like a divine light. And I'm not like seeking out, trying to be part of this group of conversations or this, I'm just there and I just allow the interactions to just flow in the present moment. And so, you know, some of the people that I met is like, I put an intention, I want to meet more Indian friends because we didn't have any that had kids our age. And I go to a local um, township day fair and right there was this Indian woman with three boys and roughly the same age around my boys and we connected And that's how we became friends because the universe guided when you're ready, set out the intentions, but you're showing up, right? You're not going and seeking and trying because the universe feels that desperate, needy energy and that actually blocks because we are having a need for attachment and expectation, wanting friends, be your own friend and know that feeling alone and being lonely are two different things. Being alone is necessary. It is a necessary way to learn to spend time with yourself like yourself without escaping. And feeling lonely is a result of not being connected to your authentic self. And so nobody outside of you, no amount of friendships will fulfill you because you need to fulfill uh, center first Nobody can do that. Nobody. And if you're relying on friendships to do that as adults, you're constantly be seeking and chasing. So know that friendships will come in for a brief moment, for a season, for a lifetime potentially, but just be open to be whatever it needs to be and just go with the flow. So I hope this serves you well. Be your authentic self. Cultivate that practice. Be alone. Find stillness practices really be the emotional support that you needed that you didn't get. Don't require that from your kids or your partner or your parents. You step up to do that and be take responsibility. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Have a good one. If you've been loving the Time and Talks podcast and you find value from it, I would be so eternally grateful if you take a moment of your time to leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. And when you do, I love to gift you my seven-day stress detox course. All you gotta do is screenshot your review before you submit it. Email it to me at thejal at thejalbpatel.com. And when you do, I'll inbox you the details of the course. This course has my go-to tools anytime I feel impatient, angry, frustrated, and I come to them almost every single day. And I promise these are the tools that you're going to want to have in your back pocket too. And if you haven't purchased the Meditation for Kids book, definitely do so now. You can purchase it anywhere you buy books, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Target, IndieBound, Bam, and you can go to meditationforkidsbook.com to get more information on the Meditation for Kids Masterclass course. If you're a complete beginner and learning how to teach meditation to your kids, this is the step-by-step roadmap that's going to teach you how to teach your 
kids meditation without having to become a certified meditation expert. Thank you so much, guys. Bye.